0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, but we need it to be one million. So please, if you're on YouTube with us, subscribe, and that increases our reach, improves the algorithm, we reach more people because our time is short, and along those lines, and more importantly, please share the videos, the content, with people that desperately need to hear it. I have to tell you, since the Maui crisis has happened a month ago today, since that happened, I have heard from literally thousands of people who don't do politics. They don't do This kind of show, but they're doing this kind of show now because they're scared. They understand what's coming. By the way, don't be fearful. Okay. Trust in the Lord. Go by faith because he will deliver you. If you're faithful to him, he will not desert you. The book of Matthew. Plain and simple, right? Okay. Now, having said that, we are having an effect. We are bringing people to the fold who have never been to the fold before and welcome. Welcome it's a welcoming area it's a big pool all are welcome but please continue to do your part because we it's just like what happened um in hungary they overwhelmed the communist with sheer numbers overwhelmed them they didn't have to do any acts of violence it's just that the russians looked at it and says holy crap we can't deal with this we need to do the same thing to this administration overwhelm them with the sheer power of numbers. So please continue to do your part. Hey, we're brought to you by this great product here. It's backed by popular demand. People say, Dave, how do I get this? This is the Air Blast Pro battery indicator. And say, why do you need that? This battery goes 25 hours, and it's charged right back here in your C port from your electronic device. Now, someone says, Dave, you still have to use the grid. Uh, tell me, is your air conditioner going to cost you more or is this little plug-in device? Common sense, right? Okay, LED light, this can hang, right? This hangs. Now let's talk about what it does. It lowers the temperature of the room incredibly quickly. We have four of these at our home. I recommend you get one for each one of your well-traveled rooms, and you can just almost shut that air conditioning off and save money. And for people who are poor, can't pay their utility bills, which is 22% of America, this could save lives. We have what will be 500 deaths in the Phoenix metropolitan area. And I know the temperatures are hot here, but 500 deaths. That'll be attributed to heat this year. 300, they're listing as, um, shall we say, investigative. But that's what it is. It's it's it's, it's kind of like the Maui the numbers. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? They're not telling the truth. But the reality is, too, is we have a crisis in Phoenix. This could solve it. Buy three for you. Buy three for someone that needs it. And they're offering this at 66% off for a batch of three. This is a great deal, folks. This is a great deal. Uh You can have it in your tent, you can put it in your workroom, or as I've already said before, this will save lives. Airblastpro.com. We're really proud to be bringing this to you. I'm going to let Mike Huckabee speak for me for 49 seconds. So let me... um And I'm hopeful that you can hear this. You know what? I may just have to quote here because I'm having trouble with the system. It started last night. Oh, by the way, too. Every one of my interviews that I've pre-recorded today have been interfered with in sensitive topic areas. I was talking to yesterday, a former mayor in Northern California, and we were talking about some sensitive topics. Boom, gone. I was talking to a prominent physician and we were talking about sensitive topics and we got to the really sensitive stuff, boom, disconnected. And you've seen, if you followed me, I'm interviewing Doug Thornton at one time, former DHS supervisor, combat Marine, uh, on the Doug and Dave Intel report. And we're talking and my cell phone is over an arm's length away and it just turns itself on and starts dialing while we're on the air. And I showed it here. Just it look at this. Look at this. And actually, one time this happened to Doug and I I called Mike Kerr, my good friend from Here the Watchman. He's one of the co-directors along with his wife, Jeannie. And uh, shameless plug coming up. We're having a conference in April. The information's on our website. But yeah, called Mike. (laughs) And Mike and I joked. Says, Mike, I promise you, I didn't call you. I saw it dialing. Thought I'd pick it up. We're we're on the air right now. And I said, here we are. (laughs) Look at the cell phone. I held it up to the camera. Folks, we're being interfered with at every turn. And that's because, as the old saying goes, you know you're over the target when you're taking flack. And we are being supremely interfered with in the electronics of our show. And it happens all the time. And, in fact, I would say it's almost now as common as it's not. It's kind of like the same proportion. Um, Congress, loyal to China or patriotic to America? <laughs> Same analogy. Anyway, here let me uh let me see if I can get this to play. And we'll go share screen and uh and it's only 49 seconds, so if we and it figures we'd get one of these when we pull it up. Uh, that's not going to work. This is a little better. And my show disappeared. Here we go. Let's full screen it. Okay. Now. All right. This not cooperating with me. But as soon as I go off air, it'll work. Let me, uh, Pull up the quote here from Mike, and um, we'll uh, pull up the quote here, and I'll uh, backtrack this, and I'll just read from the text. This is from Mike Huckabee, former Arkansas governor Mike Huckabee, predicts that if Donald Trump is prevented from winning or running in the 2024 election, it's because they'll put him in jail on trumped up charges. Uh, the next election, or it'll be the last election, that'll be decided by ballots rather than bullets. Okay, when he was on the TBN show, Huckabee, earlier this week, he said, do you know how political opponents to those in power are dealt with in third world dictatorships, banana republics, and communist regimes? Well, he went on to say, well, it's simple. People in power use their police agencies to arrest opponents for made-up crimes, in an attempt to discredit them, bankrupt them, imprison them, exile exile them, and all of the above. And if you're not paying attention, you may not realize that Joe Biden is using exactly those tactics to make sure Donald Trump is not his opponent in 2024. Let, let's uh, let me just say this. Those of you that might understand elementary basketball, um, as a coach, if you're playing against a team that's kind of average, but they got one star player, you might use a defense called a box-and-one. And And a box-and-one, and and let me put this out of camera here, a box-and-one is where you play a four-man zone, and then you basically play man-to-man on the star, and you try to keep him from catching the ball. Okay, I'm making that as simple as I possibly can. And then when he does touch the ball, then you can run a second defender at him and double-team him and make him give the ball up and make someone of lesser ability shoot the ball. Okay, that's a box and one defense. This is exactly what the Democratic Party is doing to Donald Trump. They're putting the old box and one on him, and and, uh, they're doing this to the American people. What they're doing is they're not double-teaming Donald Trump. They're quadruple-teaming him. They have now four sets of indictments, all designed to derail his candidacy. And it's funny, the Democrats don't even trust their own process that's rigged for grand juries, right, where they could indict a ham sandwich, as the saying goes. They are also trying to get him out on the 14th Amendment. See, they're not sure they're going to get a conviction. And and let me give you an example why. Fulton County, Georgia. That wonderful DA, I think she got her law degree at Kmart because she put on indictments for racketeering with Donald Trump. That means he's part of the mafia and they're conspiring together. She put on indictments for things Trump said about the election on Twitter. Now, wait a minute. The allegation is supposed to be he tried to overturn the election. So you're saying to me something you post on Twitter is enough to overturn an election? I mean, on its face, that doesn't even make any sense. But secondly, it wasn't even in Fulton County jurisdiction. You said they have no authority to do anything about this. And then secondly, it's First Amendment political spree- a speech. It's free speech. But yet he's going on trial for this. This is the bull crap of it all. And then, of course, you know, I won't run through all the charges, but just a couple of things here. And then I'm going to broaden it because it's not just Trump, it's any of us, including yours truly. And I'll explain how I'm vulnerable here in a second. Now you have a situation where you have Jack Smith, who should actually be sitting in a prison cell right now because he excluded exculpatory evidence in J6 before the people went to the Capitol. Okay. He said, Go forth, protest, and be peaceful. And he basically told them to follow the directions of the authorities. That's a law and order speech. That's acknowledging you've got the right to redress your grievances and to gather publicly. You have the right to free speech. But he's telling them, don't be criminal. You don't have the right to be criminal. And he was saying this. Jack Smith left all that out in the grand jury presentation. See, in a grand jury, Donald Trump's people didn't get to present anything. Jack Smith got to stack the deck. And he just simply put all these things and he tried to twist it and make it look like Trump was trying to start an insurrection, right? And left out the peace statement. That's called excluding exculpatory evidence. That's grounds for disbarment, indictment, and imprisonment. And that's where Jack Smith belongs. He's a criminal. He's a criminal. And we don't need to even discuss, gee, Dave, that's your opinion. No, it's not my opinion. It's a fact based on publicly available evidence, It's your opinion there was a fire in Maui. Okay. So we ignore all the publicly available evidence, right? Okay. So going back to Jack Smith, this is the system we have, justice system. And I could go through the other two, but I won't waste your time. The presidential records thing is an absolute joke. And the New York thing is even worse. Basically, what was Trump doing? Chewing gum in class? Because I could make no sense out of those 38 indictments, which is one indictment on a federal statute that's already expired with statute of limitations and they repeated it 38 times. (laughs) Again, Alvin Bragg must have got his law degree. Um, (laughs) He must have got his law degree at Kmart. Anyway, it's not Trump. Now, why do they have to go after Trump like this? Why is Mike Huckabee correct? Uh, that the legal forces are being used just like a banana republic. Okay? They are. And the reason is, is Trump is trouncing everybody in the Republican party. See, I think DeSantis, hell of a candidate. I really do. He's not perfect. No, I, people like to point out his flaws. That's fine. But on measure, he's done a great job for the people of Florida. Does anybody argue that? And, uh, he had humane procedures and guarded public safety when, when we had the pandemic. Not much disagreement there. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got reelected in a landslide vote, would he? So people respect him. They like him. And he generally has the welfare of the state in, in mind. With regard to the country, same thing. But he can't fundraise nationally. He doesn't have the national poll yet. He needs a few more years. And if he would stop attacking Donald Trump and make Donald Trump an ally, and if Trump were to become president, then DeSantis would be able to fly right in those coattails. Um, you do not Ramaswamy at all. Trust me. Uh, do the initials WEF, Young Global Leaders Program, mean anything to you? Does that mean anything to you? Okay, that's why you don't want him. George Soros paying for things, mm-hmm. like his education. Okay, so uh, is that illegal? No, no, not illegal. I just I think you have to make a decision uh, if you want somebody on your side or someone pretending to be on your side. So DeSantis can't win. Ramaswamy can't win. It's only Trump that can win. That's why they're doing this. And this is unprecedented in American history. Never before has this ever happened at the presidential level. It happened in the Michigan Senate race in 2022. Yeah, Gretchen Whitmer got her cronies that she appointed the judgeships to knock somebody out of the race, and then it turned out the guy was completely innocent. But, oh, too late, you're past the deadline to file. Um, Yeah, we saw that in Communist Michigan, and you do have a communist dictator there, folks. And, oh, by the way, she loves communism Withdave.com. That's water withdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. So much. She's allowing the CCP to build battery plants next to a sensitive military base. What could possibly go wrong? What team is she playing for? Team China. That's obvious. We're actually going to talk about that later today. We got a lot of Team China stuff going on here. Um, okay. So continuing. Donald Trump is the victim of selective prosecution. And Michael Mike Huckabee is saying very clearly, in case you don't know who Mike Huckabee is, former governor of Arkansas, presidential candidate, he probably, if he hadn't dropped out of the race, would have been number two to Trump. Uh And honestly, Trump had to pick Pence to carry the Rust states, which basically put him over the top in the election. And it's a shame because Mike Huckabee would have been the best vice presidential choice. I spent time with Mike Huckabee at the New California meeting three years ago. And Mike was there to give the uh, keynote speech. I interviewed him there. We shared the table for the afternoon there, had lunch together. Paul Preston, the president of that movement, and I are very, very good friends. And uh, I was honored. I was the only member of the media that was allowed to sit at the table. Well, and my wife joined me too. Um, But I got to tell you, Mike Huckabee is the real deal. Uh, when you talk to someone one-on-one you can kind of get the idea of the facades fading away the mike huckabee you see is the mike huckabee you get and his daughter is a chip off the old block uh, she's the real deal too so when mike huckabee says we're headed for violence if we keep doing these third world nonsense crap that we're doing to trump he's absolutely right but see it's not just trump okay now pay attention now we are going to expand the field. This isn't just to defend Trump because we need him to be president. Let me give you some other names here. Taro, leader of the Proud Boys. And he's not an angel. He's done time. Oh, but by the way, did you know the FBI converted him into a, a confidential informant? Mm-hmm. He was a CI. Yes, he was. Did he bring weapons Did he even go to the event? No. No. How is he in prison for inflammatory remarks that led to the violence on J6? He didn't say, go burn down the Capitol. Go tar and feather Nancy Pelosi. He didn't say any of that stuff. There was no direct target. Listen, before you can be held accountable for threatening, you have to have an identifiable target. And there wasn't one. He was simply convicted for what he had said in interviews and what he had tweeted. If we could indict and convict and put away for basically the rest of his life, if we could do that, then none of us are safe. But wait, it even gets worse. And you're going, how bad can it get? It can get real bad. Owen Schroer. I met him at uh, the Branson Conference, I don't know, four years ago. Um, And uh, he was there covering it. And um I, I uh, was part of a group forum presentation at that. And I uh, got to talk to him a little bit. And I'm going to tell you the guy is serious as a heart attack about his duties as a journalist. And I watched him and how I handled himself and the interviews he did. The guy's good at what he does. Okay. You know, and I don't, I can't say I know him real well. Like when I talk about Paul Preston, Paul Preston and I are very good friends. Doug Hagman and I've been good friends for years. Doug Thornton and I are good friends. Ted Brewer. Okay. These are people I know and trust. They were all my neighbors. I'd never locked my doors. That'd be good too, because then the FBI wouldn't have to kick in the doors when they come for me and listen to this because they could be coming for me. And I'm not exaggerating. This is not hyperbole. I would not be surprised tomorrow if the FBI didn't show up at my door, kick the door in, shoot my dogs, put guns to everyone's heads. All the typical stuff they've already done under this administration. And, uh, it's about Owen Schroyer. Owen Schroyer is not a lunatic. Owen Scheuer is, is not a militia type, but we're going to march around and pretend like we're bad and you better be scared of us or else because there is the implied threat, which is not illegal by any means. But when you put on khakis and play soldier, you know, you're kind of making a message, you're making a statement there. Um, and I think that with the general public, you lose credibility when you do that. And that's why I don't identify with those groups. Now, if things really turn ugly and they start hauling people out of their homes and putting them in camps, I'll be singing a different tune then, but we're not at that point. We're at the point where we should be doing peaceful protests, which Owen Schroyer did, um, which really, the head of the Proud Boys, I can't find any problems with his conduct whatsoever. This was totally a political prosecution, and those prosecutors should be also under review for their law license for prosecutorial misconduct. And I won't go into all the details, but that trial was an absolute sham. I'm surprised they didn't put him in the electric chair. I mean, I'm sorry, they just stopped short of that. But anyway, let's talk about Owen Schroer. It is now recommended that Owen Schroyer serve 120 days in jail. No, not jail, excuse me. Prison. He's no threat to anybody. He didn't threaten anybody. He said Death to tyranny. Didn't go into Capitol grounds, didn't encourage violence, but because he used the word death, death to tyranny. You see where I'm going with this? They punished a journalist. They punished a journalist for making a persuasive political speech in which there were no identifiable victims for violence. There was no call for, go on to the Capitol, unlike Ray Epps. Go on to the Capitol grounds. We're going to storm the Capitol tomorrow. He didn't say any of that stuff. And Ray Epps went unpunished for two and a half years, and only because of the public outcry by people like myself. And my colleagues, did the government finally have to renege on this confidential informant that they were protecting for two and a half years and finally indict him? And they'll shove this under the corner. He'll never do a day in jail. You, you can bet on that. That was a fourth show indictment because of the pressure we were launching. But Owen Schroyer is going to prison, in my opinion, for 120 days. And for what? For what? Nothing. Disagreeing with the government talking about a stolen election, you might be totally 100% disproven. No, election wasn't stolen. Every vote was counted. There was not one mistake in the whole country. No one absolutely cheated whatsoever. And assuming that was true for the long sake of argument, um, you still have the right to say, I have a problem with that. I have these concerns. And I have a right to protest this. And you do under the Constitution. But not according to the justice system in D.C. You raise a concern on some area we don't like, you're going to prison. And that's what's happening here. But it even gets worse. And now I have to do a little shoddy reporting. But fortunately, this was on a major program. And I um, was going with my son to the gym the other night. And Glenn Beck... And, uh, and and that's an important issue because we exited the car. He wanted to go in and, you know, da, 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 da. so I didn't listen to 100 percent of the interview, but I heard a lot of it. There was a journalist on there and he wasn't from one of the major networks or from more of a minor source. And I don't recall his name. And this is the part where I kind of fell down on the job. But see, I didn't know the Owen Schreier thing was going to go down. I didn't think Taro was going to get 22 years in prison. um, And I didn't link this to Trump at the time. But this guy was a journalist, and when people stormed the Capitol and went inside, he, along with about 75 other journalists, went with him to follow them. And they weren't participating. They weren't protesting. They were covering the event as journalists. Now, you'd say, well, if they charge them all, he should be charged too. I might not disagree with that to a point, but I'll say this. They didn't charge anyone who from CNN went into the Capitol, and there were, from the Controlled Opposition Network, formerly known as Fox News, they went into the Capitol as well. No one got charged there. Uh, And all these other news agencies, Reuters, AP, you name them all, anyone from major news that went in there did not get charged. Because, quite frankly, it's just like you would take a reporter into combat. They're doing their job. They're reporting on the issue. They're not adding to the issue. They're simply telling the truth, and they're documenting what's happening. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why we have the media. They're supposed to be at the Fourth Estate, right? Okay. Well, this is on Glenn Beck's program from this past week. I want to say it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'm going to bet it was Wednesday. So you can backtrack this. This man is being charged with racketeering. They're saying he conspired with unnamed persons for unnamed reasons to storm the Capitol while pretending to be a journalist. He could spend the next 20 years in prison. And he said in the interview, I didn't vote for Trump. I don't support Trump. I was doing my job as a journalist, which everyone else did, but somehow they didn't get charged. I did. You see, what's behind this one? There's a movement right now in the Congress, and I've mentioned this yesterday, the Journalism Competition and Protection Act, the JCPA. And effectively, what it'll do, it'll allow one media outlet to buy up all the others. And then you have state-run media, fascist relationship with one or two or three super um, media outlets. And there's no antitrust violations they can make. They're totally exempt from antitrust, uh, collusion. Yeah, exactly. Uh Illegal interlocking boards of directorate. All the things that were made illegal to help prevent monopolies, That goes by the wayside. That's one part of it. The other part of it is it will eliminate the alternative media ability to report. You will not be allowed, if you're not an approved journalist, from an approved outlet, you will not be able to report the news. That is the JCPA, the Journalism Competition and Protection Act. This man is being prosecuted, in my humble opinion, because he represents who they want to get rid of in the JCPA. And the Justice Department is jumping the gun right now and bringing these charges against him. Now, in any of the discussions they've had with the FBI, according to this man speaking to Glenn Beck, he said, they never told me who I'm colluding with. They haven't even told me what I was colluding about. And uh, they wanted to know if I made money. And the lawyer looked at him and he looked at the lawyer and says, we don't have to answer that question. So, you know, I guess if you're making money, which he was being paid to be there, by the way, by a news outlet, if you're being paid to be there, well, then you got a problem. If you're not one of the approved guys, I guess that might be the racketeering, but we really have to guess at this. Okay, let me back away and do the 30,000 foot view. We've talked about the BS behind Donald Trump. We've talked about Mike Huckabee's quote and says, this is where all this is going about Donald Trump. But Mike stopped just short of talking about Owen Schroyer. And I think his comments might've preceded this news about Owen and then about the proud boys leader. His comments were probably, I think they predated both of those events, but let me tell you what this means for me. Okay. Here in Maricopa County where I live, we had 60 percent of the voting machines go down in heavy Republican areas, none in Democratic areas. That is a fact supported in a court of law. But the judge said, I have no problem with that happening. It's just the way the cookie crumbles is effectively what the ruling was. But this is not even disputed as fact. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is responsible. Stephen Reicher, the Maricopa County clerk and recorder, responsible. They were supposed to test the machines 24 hours before. Obviously, they did not. And it's estimated that hundreds of thousands, as many as 300,000 people, were disenfranchised because of one reason or another. Okay? Is that a problem? It's a problem. And you don't have to say it's voter fraud or election fraud or there's a collusion there's a conspiracy. The fact is, is people who were legally allowed to vote did not get to vote through the fault of the government and their ineptitude. That's your best case scenario. And guess what, boys and girls? That's allowed. That didn't affect the election outcome, according to a judge. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So do you think I was critical? I said we need to do a redo of the if This many people were disenfranchised, and the figures really aren't even to dispute. When they've gone into court, Terry Lake's lawsuit, for example, when it went into court, she made this argument. This affected the outcome because this many people didn't get to vote. No one disputed that in court. The prosecution accepts it. Obviously, Carrie Lake's lawyers uh, talk about this. Uh, so the state doesn't even deny this. The county doesn't deny it at all. So why didn't we do a redo of the election? Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Oh, we can't do that. So I was critical of the process. I was critical of the judge. The judge acknowledged this is a fact. And I said he took an inappropriate action, in my opinion, in constitutionally protected First Amendment free speech. But Owen Schroyer did not do any more than I did. In fact, you think I'm alone? Do you think I'm alone? There were 300 people, and they had to turn away people, that went to the public meeting following the election in Maricopa County, and they got there one minute to speak, right? and not one of them supported how the election was conducted because of the failures of these machines. Not one. Every one of those people that spoke out, there's visual records. i watched the whole proceeding. Myself, Charlie Kirk, other people, we've commented on this. These people were treated rather abruptly and rudely, but it's neither here nor there. But the reality is this, people, is that all 300 of these people could be prosecuted because they did exactly the same thing that Owen schroeder did. You don't have to have been at J6. Absolutely amazing. And then I'm going to be interviewing a man named Ernie Hancock of Freedoms Phoenix. Ernie is the reason that I'm sitting in my TV studio from my home. Because 20 years ago, I almost didn't have a home. Courtesy of an attempted land theft. And This is why I'm so sensitive to the Maui deal, where 300 of families in my rural area were victimized the same way. Now, I won't go into great detail here, and I've told the story before in some depth, but I'm just going to say this. Um, Ernie Hancock, after eight long years of battle, gave me the deciding blow against these people that ended up in our victory. So Ernie interviewed a man who was sentenced as a member of the Oath Keepers, and someone who I also know. We've been at various meetings together. We've spoken I don't know him well. We've never socialized. He's a good guy. Ed, the taxi driver. And I'll just leave it at that. And uh, Ernie actually interviewed him. And Ernie was in Phoenix. And he was down at the state capitol uh, in his RV covering the protests at the capitol over the election. This is in 2020. Ernie's a journalist. Has been forever and a day. And he interviewed this man. Now this man goes on trial. The FBI came along and they tried to entrap Ernie simply for doing the interview. Ernie is very adept, and he also has access to a couple of high-powered attorneys, but he's very adept at knowing the law about incrimination, freedom of speech, and he basically outmaneuvered the FBI because they wanted to get him there and make him incriminate himself. In fact, they went as far to tell him, we're going to make you come here and testify about that interview. In other words, they're going to try to tie him into incitement the same way they did Owen Shore. Same exact way. And Ernie said, no, I don't think so. You call me there, I'm taking Fifth Amendment. They say you can't take it. Fun. you put me in jail for contempt. Fifth Amendment. Ain't saying nothing. You got, the, you got access to the publicly available interview. You can create your own transcript. We're going to do that interview in depth and detail. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tie a knot around this whole thing. You no longer live in America. You no longer have a First Amendment. You know, I could say something like, well, we didn't land on the moon. Okay, I think that's the dumbest thing. By the way, I've been at meetings and spoke with at length to people like Edgar Mitchell, who walked on the moon. Yeah, but I could say something that stupid and that ridiculous, and I have the right to do it. I have the right to be wrong. And if I defame somebody, well, then I can be sued for that in the court of law. And when I say that Maricopa County election was not what it should have been, there's no disputing that. Facts support that statement. But that could be criminalized against me now based on what they're doing with Donald Trump. And they can indict me in any county in the country. They can indict you. If you left a comment on a comment board and you said anything like this, you can be indicted too. This is the Soviet Union. And when I've been saying now for the last two and a half plus years that we have suffered a coup d'etat courtesy of Bolshevik communists that have overtaken our government... This is Bolshevik communist behavior. And this is what Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, is saying. He doesn't use the term Bolshevik communist, but this is, when I grew up learning about history, this is what this is reminiscent of. This is amazing, people, that we are here. That we are absolutely here. Um... You do not have the right to threaten. You do not have the right to make defamatory comments. But you have the right to an opinion. Especially when it comes to politics. But they're saying, oh, no, you don't. We will come after you. And I have one more case for you before we close. It's the case of Navarro. Peter Navarro. The J6 committee said, "Uh, Mr. Navarro. What did Mr. Trump tell you about such and such and such and such? I can't answer. Why can't you answer? I am one of his attorneys, and it's called attorney-client privilege. And if I break it, I could be disbarred, and I could be sued by my client. I could even be prosecuted. So therefore, I respectfully decide to decline to answer. Is that a true fact? Yeah. But that wasn't good enough for this Gestapo FBI. They arrested him at the airport, getting off a plane. They put this seventy-two-year-old man in leg irons, like he's somehow going to out- outrun a fit Quantico-trained FBI agent. They threw him in a cell. This is remember, a member high-profile arrest. Generally, you would just cite the person on the spot. They would sign an electronic document, promise to appear. End of story. He asked for a lawyer. Wasn't granted a lawyer. This is over a 24-hour period. He asked for something to drink and something to eat. He went 24 hours denied food and water. I've covered this before. This is public information. Okay, now I I thought this was over. I thought with the exposure we gave this uh, case caused the FBI to back off their criminal actions and inhumane actions as well, too. So... We now know that Peter Navarro was put on trial, um, and he's been convicted of contempt of Congress. He faces one year in prison. Now, remember, I think he's what now, 73 and a half? Faces one year in prison and a $100,000 fine for refusing to violate attorney-client privilege. So not only do you not have the right to the First Amendment, you do not have the right to even follow the laws of a profession. Those of you out here who are pastors, priests, social workers, psychologists, counselors, addiction counselors, you are bound by your code of ethics, and you can be sued by your client, and you can basically be stripped of your professional license if you violate confidentiality. And there's only a couple of exceptions to confidentiality, correct? There has to be a clear and imminent danger with a clear and specific threat. If your client tells you, when I leave this office, I'm going to go murder so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, you are then obligated to contact the authorities as quickly as possible and give as much detailed information. Or if they are a threat to themselves, when I leave here, I'm going to go jump off a 50-story building and land headfirst on the pavement. Okay? You can arrange for them to be arrested and most states have a 72-hour hold anyone that's gone through training to be in the mental health professions you have had to take a class called ethics you have had to pass a test on that and your licensing exam contains many questions on the ethics of your profession correct well the same thing is true for lawyers for peter navarro but the fact that he's going to prison, oh, and they will put him in prison, this 72-and-a-half-year-old man, good chance he'll die in prison. That means none of you can honor your confidentiality agreements. You want to talk about a catch-22? If you violate it because they tell you you have to. Why? It's, it's illegal. you know, because you have to violate it because we say so. And our word supersedes the law then you could lose your ability to make a living and do your chosen profession. This is the communist country we now live in. And so some of you are thinking, Dave, why are you going through all these guys and talking about their cases and stuff? Because none of you are safe. There's the husband-wife privilege. Am I right? Okay. Well, that can be thrown out now, too. There's now precedent that doesn't matter. If Congress says, what did you observe your wife saying or doing? You can't say that's privileged. You can't say that now. You'll go to prison. See, we don't have the rule of law. There's rules for thee and rules for me. And that's all it is. We call it a two-tiered system of justice. I call it the communist convenient system of justice. Your constitution is basically gone. Basically gone. We go after political enemies. And I'll finish with this story. And I've told this story before by reference and I've told it once in depth. I'll give it to you, the reader's digest version here very quickly. Sharona Bishop in Colorado was going to school board meetings to uh, talk about what she felt was wrong with critical race theory and some of the other things the kids were being taught in school. That's First Amendment political protected speech. She never got arrested in a meeting, never disrupted the meetings, no threats, nothing illegal in that regard. Yet one day, boom, kick in the door. Didn't even knock. FBI didn't even knock. They kick in the door. They put guns to everyone's head. They manhandled her teenage daughter and they took all their electronics. And when they came in, they never even displayed a warrant. And the warrant was phony baloney when they showed it at the end as the her husband was demanding to see a warrant. And this was the... Uh, testimony she gave me in a telephonic interview uh and she was right on the money with us i think she's podcasting now thank god she's still in the public venue but ladies and gentlemen this is you see what i've said what happened to maui and now these people's properties are being stolen from them tulsi gabbard talked about it on joe rogan yesterday Okay? I said, this can happen to you, and what I'm telling you right now, this can happen to you too. And oh, by the way, let me just share one little tidbit with you. Do you know what Merrick Garland's daughter and son-in-law do? They own, at least they did at this time, the Shorna Bishop case, they own Panorama Education. Who sponsors CRT and helps put it in the schools? You guessed it. And F- and, and the FBI and DOJ ethic codes say you can be part of no case of which you have family or acquaintances or friends involved. Well, I would say son-in-law and daughter qualify as a family member in a major conflict of interest, and Merrick Garland should be out on his ear. But you think the Republicans are on your side? You think they are? He should have already been investigated, impeached, thrown out of office, and then indicted for malfeasance of office. That should have already happened. And these facts aren't in dispute. This is America. Now you have to decide, what are you going to do about it? That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up. Like us. Make sure you're a member of thecommonsenseshow.tv for the very best in investigative reporting. And uh, it is good. We bring in experts. We do in-depth documentaries. We're getting five-star ratings on the world major platforms. Check us out. You'll love it.